Welcome back to another Christmas Never Watch Alone, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I'm your host, Tim Leifheit, and joining me, as always, is my good buddy, Sean. What's up, Sean? Happy to be here, as always. Yeah, and of course, if you want to just, like, you know, for us to get to talk about the fucking movie already, get to the commentary. As always, there is a sync button below where you can skip ahead for our pre-conversation. But getting into it, uh, we're doing a really weird, like, christmas one like to the point where i actually even have to question whether or not this is a christmas movie myself because there's barely any christmas well, in it yeah and and to that point this was when we sat down together you and i behind the scenes to hash out what we wanted to do here you suggested this now i love this movie so i wasn't going to complain but seeing this pop up on other people's like unconventional christmas movie lists i'm like Huh? Yeah, that, I know, that, right? It's, it's weird. It's not a Christmas movie. Like, I don't, I don't put it anywhere near that category. At least every other movie we have done that kind of skirts the line is very Christmas adjacent. This yeah. is barely, this barely like, this barely gives a pinky to it. Yeah, I know. Which is weird because another one that I wanted to try was uh, Spielberg's uh, Catch Me If You Can, because uh, at least. You know, they have that recurring theme of uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks talking every Christmas. And there's actually Christmas music in the soundtrack. <laughs> like, that's the other Like, I thought, well, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Maybe it'll actually, because I, I literally watched it, like, uh, a couple days ago, because I had been, I've heard about it for years. It's just I never actually sat down and watched it, because, uh, you know, there's just too much to fucking watch these days. But... Uh, yeah, I popped it in and I really liked it, but I'm like, hey, wait a minute, there wasn't a, a goddamn Christmas track in here at all. Right. Well, that's so strange. However, the most important thing to remember about this movie is if any of you, if anyone listening to this, to our strange little corner of the internet, <laughs> like the MCU and Iron Man at all, you owe this movie your thanks because this oh, yeah, is 100%. Uh, this is the movie that I credit with revitalizing Robert Downey Jr.'s career after his uh, recovery from alcoholism and all the, all, yeah, all, all, all the, the drugs, all the drugs. Like, you know, like the man had been in prison. Like, when yeah. you grow up on the silver screen and you end up in prison over your, yeah. your addiction antics. Oh boy! Hey, yeah, hey kids. Uh, you you remember your favorite movie, Avengers: Endgame, and how freaking amazing that was to see Tony Stark sacrifice himself for the betterment of the universe. Uh, yeah, Google his past and uh, come back with the same set of rose-colored glasses. I guarantee you, you're gonna have a whole new perspective. But yeah, you like uh, it even better though. Like that's that's kind oh, of oh no the no thing. no for us that knew like about how his stuff like there were even Simpsons jokes about that like. You know, it's like the, the the family's driving through Hollywood and they see, like, oh, look, it's Robert Downey shooting at the police. He must be shooting a movie. Where are the cameras? Yeah. <laughs> like... um, and, well, one of the things I love is, or or I always I found really amusing, when the news first came out that he had been cast as Tony Stark, there were so many people being like, what the hell? Meanwhile, all of us people have read the comics and I'm like, oh, yeah, brilliant alcoholic. Great casting. Let's go. <laughs> yeah for real like when we saw that i'm like that is fucking perfect and i'm like 
And that's, I think, why I really wish they leaned a little bit more into the demon in a bottle storyline in Iron Man 2. But, you know, that's 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 for a Marvel movie of the month. Uh, we're here to talk <laughs> about the, mo- the movie that gave him his break and Shane Black's big break for the MCU, too. Because, you know, like after he got the role of Iron Man, he's like, I really want to get Shane Black as, as a Marvel movie director because... He gave me uh, the chance to do. He gave me the chance to show that I could be Tony Stark. Yeah, and, and he did. I mean, and, and you know, this is Shane Black's directorial debut, and it's. Oh, I'm I'm a little conflicted simply because, general. Uh, I mean, I like I really like you know his later movie, Nice Guys. It's great. He hasn't done a whole lot as a director, but this is also the man who gave us Lethal Weapon. I mean, this is the guy who. Yeah. Was like, hey, yeah. we're gonna do like buddy comedy action shit, and yeah. don't get me wrong, he does it obviously very well. I mean, it plays here. Those the Lethal Weapon franchise has done spectacularly well throughout its history, and I, I mean, his follow up, The Nice Guys, um, while it offended all of my elderly relatives, I. <laughs> That's that's Shane Black is like yeah. he makes he often makes movie unless it's Iron Man three uh, he makes movies you probably shouldn't watch with your grandparents yeah but you know you know what this also kind of reminds me of in the absolutely funniest way about this what's that you know we're talking about how how his stuff how it ties into the MCU right yeah yeah do you know what we were uh, what we were given or at least I feel the world was given because of Nice Guys. What's that? I'm gonna mess up her first name, but Angry Rice, oh. who, uh, you know, she's the she's one of the cast members of uh, the Spider-Man franchise currently. Yeah, yeah, the the blonde one who has also shown her dramatic chops in um, uh, Mayor of Easttown. So it's like she is a fantastic actress. Oh my god, Shane I totally Black got you. Yeah, I like, totally forgot she was in the nice guy. Yeah, Shane Black putting wow. her on the map. So it's like you know we got we got this man to think for some nice things happening out there well, he, in well, the cultural I mean, world. He was, so. uh, I mean, well, I, I kind of want to get started on the movie because because there's tons of stuff to be talked about. Shane Black's influence of on movies of the last you know 20, 30 years because you know he came onto the scene with Predator. Uh, he actually did rewrites for predator on location when needed and he's been doing like a lot of ghost writing and had his hand on like dozens of movies we've all probably know but we have no idea that he had credit for them you know because that's sh- that shit goes uncredited yeah because uh, in addition to writing lethal weapon he was ghost writing a whole bunch of shit he was like precursor uh joss whedon you know th- you know just th- th- kind th- of th- silently ghostwriting <laughs> shit this kind of reminds me, there is actually a funny book put out by the guys who I think wrote Night at the Museum about how oh. to how to write uh, for Hollywood. And they had this whole thing about, like, always be be nice and great and uh, graceful when you are fired or let go from a project. Because there are substantial chances that you're going to be brought back onto that project. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you don't believe me, uh, check out this great documentary by the late John Schnepp, Superman Lives, What Happened? <laughs> That's a great one, uh, and I really highly recommend anyone who hasn't heard of it. It's, it tells a tale of uh, 
of Tim Burton directing a Superman movie in the 90s that never got made, starring Nicolas Cage as the Man of Steel. It's bizarre, it's weird, it's cool, check it out. But we're not here to talk about that one, we're here to talk about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, so hopefully y'all have a copy uh, uh, somewhere, uh, please get a Blu-ray and support this movie, because more movies like this need to be made, now, especially nowadays more than ever. Uh, it's not streaming on a whole lot of places, but you know you can always rent it from uh, Amazon Prime or Vudu or whatever. But uh, either way, I hope you got yourself a copy because we are rolling in three, two, one, click. Yeah, it's <clears> interesting <throat> you talk about the success of this because it was actually far more successful internationally than it was here in the U.S. But while it didn't open on that many screens or do that well here, it did stick around in theaters for like four months. So it yeah. had staying power for what it was, but oh, I mean, yeah. set, a like fact, over seventy uh, percent of the revenue it brought in came from overseas. Which this is oh five. So this is before the overseas markets are being looked at as like, well, that's where we really need to make sure we're cleaning up. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I remember when this movie came out, they were really doubtful that it was going to make any money. Because you know they were like, we're only going to give you ten million bucks, and then it goes for fifteen million, and they're like starting to panic and whatnot. But then, you know, they showed it to, I think, they actually screened it at Sundance. Uh, well, they no, no, no. To get it in. They, they showed it to the Warner Brothers people who loved it, and then Warner Brothers made sure it was their opening at Sundance, and it got a standing ovation. Okay, yeah, and then from there, they're like, okay, then this movie's probably going to make back their money at least. Yeah. Like, it's not too bad it's going to be over budget. <laughs> it's fucking shit. <laughs> I still wondered where the hell, like, when when did this movie become the prestige? <laughs> also, seriously, who gave, like, I know this is supposed to take place in, like, the late 70s, early 80s or whatnot, but who gives a child a chainsaw? Uh, apparently that, that, that person was actually a stunt child. <laughs> <laughs> great intro from there i'm like oh we are in for a great la story right and And also now this is cool is like we don't see a whole lot of movies with this anymore with the title card sequence right yeah yeah that's very true something else i really like about this um is that before this movie started um before they started filming it the director had them sit down with uh, ha- sat down with the uh, the people who are going to be starring in it, and yeah. made them watch like classic kind of yeah, uh, no, detective like, grime like, kind of movies, such as um, blank. yeah. And I mean, if for anyone out there who's interested in like classic wh- where these kind of movies come from, check out Point Blank because my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, it kind of makes me think that it was kind of the same attitude that uh, Ryan Johnson was doing when he was making Knives Out. He's yeah. like, I want to basically make a, a weird subversion of and, the whodunit. Yeah. And, you know, in this case, Shane Black's doing a weird subversion on, you know, the hard-boiled detective story. Yeah, and I, I mean, a lot of this is heavily inspired off of uh, Raymond Chandler books, which I actually oh, yeah. enjoy. Yeah. I've read several of them myself. Um for that kind of stuff, it's uh, it, it's good, and I think that's kind of why Joel Silver. Yeah, and actually, um, 
there's an interesting point about Joel Silver is they were able to finagle it so Shane Black only had to report to Joel. Didn't have to deal with anyone else at the studio. Oh, that's fucking so cool, They kept actually. it a one-on-one -on -one to make things as streamlined as possible. Yeah, I, well, I, I think because, you know, Joel Silver got a lot of fucking props with Warner Brothers on that sort of thing because of the uh, his success with the Wachowskis on the Matrix trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This and is hey, this is actually yeah. the director's house. Yeah, it's so we. I, I guess you know, <laughs> I guess like you know, like uh, twenty odd years of you know ghostwriting Hollywood. He must get a shitload of money for ghostwriting because well, and, and he's got a fucking mansion. Yeah, and apparently he is known for actually throwing parties like this. Oh yeah, you know I believe that. Like you know because Shane Black, I, I'm told, is like a weirdo, goofy fuck in real life. <laughs> Like, he's the guy that if you were sitting at, at, at either at a party or a uh, uh, in a diner, you would never think to look at him. But when you actually talk to him, it's like, yeah, he's he's a, a, a really smart, but also really goofy fuck. Um, and, of course, one of the other th great things about him is uh, I think he is the master of the rambling dialogue. Isn't he? Well, he is, but he also, he does this brilliant thing that is, like, um, unique to kind of his movies, which is he has dialogue just get cut off, thoughts, like, trail off into nothing, and that's how people actually are. Yeah, uh, but it's also really funny when it's worked that way, because it's <laughs> such a weird subversion, because it, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, I think the only uh, he might have been like you know taking notes from the Cohen brothers because if you watch like you know the Big Lebowski the you know Sa the Sam Elliott narrators like sometimes there's a man sometimes there's a man oh shit forgot what I was gonna say anyway here's the dude <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, they've been taking notes from that sort of thing. Also, <laughs> this is a brilliant, brilliant fucking setup. <laughs> so, hey, Karens are even out at Christmas Eve, right? Right. Gun-toting Karens, man. Oh, fuck. Run. Run away. No, 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 no. <laughs> well well uh this is a familiar setting for robert downey jr i'm sure but i do really think this is fuck the, only in fucking la can you know a criminal running away from the cops accidentally w like wander into a, a test screening and of course these because it's la none of them notice the bullet wound in his arm <laughs> This is not L.A. This is New York, but yes. <laughs> yeah. It's New York. Someone's shot. Who cares? Yeah, oh, of course. Like, that's that's just, you know, fucking Monday. <laughs> I do really think this is just so funny. That, like, a day into being in L.A. trying to rob a, a toy store on Christmas Eve, he accidentally gets into a test screening, and he gets the part. Right. Th that is genius. That's honestly something I would have seen in like a you know a classic Hollywood you know uh, it 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 sounds like a, a something a, a, this is probably the, one of the highest compliments Shane Black's 
probably going to get that he's never going to hear. But it reminds me of like scripts that uh, uh, Billy Wilder would do. And for cats, if you don't know who <laughs> Billy Wilder is, stop what oh, you're doing. Oh my gosh! And Google that man. Like he's the dude who did Seven Year Itch, The Apartment, uh, Starlight Some Thirteen. Yeah, he, like or Sunset sorry, Boulevard. Yeah, Sunset Boulevard. Like he's he's literally probably one of the greatest script writers who ever lived. So the fact is that I'm saying this feels like something Billy Wilder wrote. That is like one of the highest compliments you can give a yeah. script. <laughs> <laughs> Only in L.A. does that. that quite literally, this is. Uh, I think this might be the greatest joke. A cinematic joke that, uh, it, or Hollywood in joke that uh, you literally just fail upward. <laughs> By the way, that is entirely true. I have a friend who's a prop master, and people, when they find out he's a prop master at Hollywood parties, just like, I'm going to look for someone else because I'm trying to make connections. Yep. Like, yep. that yep. shit is legit. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> it, it, they are all about their elitism and networking it's yeah. it's actually a weird obsession for them because lord knows i've been trying to do that just so i can find a way to fail upwards but <laughs> know, may, may, maybe i should just you know rob maybe i should just rob a store and w run from the cops and wind up in a test screen and wind that's, up in a that, that's not how that normally like works <laughs> I, I, I know that's the joke sean <laughs> it's a joke go with it jesus <laughs> Oh hey, look! It's back home in, uh, back in the winter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> A little kid reading pulp novels. Love it. Yeah, it's. Literally every actor, actress in Hollywood, in L.A.'s upbringing. Just yeah. like, I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to be rich and famous. <laughs> so, interesting little note here. Yeah. So one of the original people that was cast on this movie before we ended up with this wonderful cast that we got. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville was originally cast in the role that Robin Downey Jr. got. Yeah, think about how yeah, weird that's... that would have been. Oh. <laughs> I love the, the stream of consciousness where you have to stop the screening. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but it's weird that they do the you know the the the, the film reel effect because usually they'll just have it you know freeze frame it or whatnot also hey check it out that's iron man before iron man <laughs> that, we have i guess in a, a movie where robert downey jr is acting uh, so charmingly manic Wonder we gotta have a dude in a suit of armor that bat wonder girl it's a reference to the natural because he has wonder boy on his bat Oh, so yeah, welcome right. to welcome to what you're going to get from Shane's movies, like all kinds of little cultural references. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, check it out. That is totally demon in a bottle right there. <laughs> That's Iron Man 2 pre-Iron Man 2, ain't it? <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. I actually burst out laughing because I'm like, holy shit, how do they call that? Oh, that's so fucking weird. You know, I have a feeling that Shane Black really, really wanted to have, like, uh, to get, uh, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, oh, God, it, it, it's killing me now. <laughs> uh, as I Google it, because I'm fucking stupid. How, I think he actually wanted to get Peter Weller. To cameo as that dude. Oh and have god, that would have been amazing. Have it just straight up be Robocop. Cause who doesn't fucking love Robocop? Uh <laughs> I thought uh, but but it's like no, universal rights, you only get fifteen million bucks. Make a <laughs> just an off brand version. And he's like, Alright, let's let's do it. And she's at the party and has found the book she loves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a coincidence. Only in these stupid trash novels do things tie in so perfectly. <laughs> well, but th what's what's interesting is that um, I think one of those, if I remember correctly, is actually titled, uh, like, You Wouldn't Want to Live Here. I think, um, gosh darn it, what was it? Um, I'm losing my mind. I think one of those is either the working title for the film or... It was loosely based off it or something like that. I can't remember. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy now. Don't, 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 please don't uh, tempt the talent. Seriously, don't do it. Don't do it. And we did it. <laughs> I love how this ends up. Well, it's it's true, though, like, because you really don't want to fuck with actors because especially like the big name ones, they are in shape, man. They've got nutritionists. They've got personal trainers. They they uh, do lots of martial arts training. They will fuck you up. Like like even now when Arnold Schwarzenegger is like going on seventy, he still can kick my ass. Like do not fuck with them. <laughs> Gay Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually like that because I, I, someone pointed out that uh, gay Perry is uh, a kind of play on words for gay Paris, right? Which is which is basically Paris, France. Which I'm like, you fucking kidding? I think what I find very interesting about this movie is the fact that it's the resurgence of Robert Downey Jr.'s career, but it's kind of the last time I remember really loving Val Kilmer in a movie. Yeah, because, you know, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Val Kilmer's in this. Uh, that's Iron Man and Batman, man. Right? We get to have uh, Iron Man and Batman in a movie by the uh, the guy who was in Predator. Like, that's kind of fucking cool. And, oh, hey, check it out. It's uh, uh, Spencer or um, 
fuck, what's his from uh, super, from uh, Psych? Uh, it's yeah, Sean Sean's uh, dad from from Psych. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't I, that I, I uh, yeah Corbin Burnson? Burnson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sean Spencer's dad <laughs> from Psych because. I haven't watched Psych for so fucking long. That was my jam in college, but uh, <laughs> I, I haven't really watched it since. Pay attention to this, folks. This is going to come back later. <laughs> <laughs> As in just about everything. <laughs> and once again, we have a nice freeze frame. <laughs> uh, nice little tongue-in-cheek thing which is also funny because well yeah he go he, he did uh script dockering for hunt for red october and didn't he also have a cameo oh uh, i don't know i didn't know that but what i was gonna say shane actually has this whole thing where he believes audiences lose their attention span every 28 minutes and so something has to be done that will let them kind of zone out and then zone back in huh. so yeah you'll kind of notice that trend in his movies about like around those time frames fascinating <laughs> i actually really th thought you know it's also weird because uh, you know i was trying to think of it but i really can't think of an earlier uh openly gay dude in an action thriller yeah i i, I think it's one of the first and you know it's also really nice because when you look back on uh, after watching this movie again i'm like wow they actually really like didn't go into the, the you know the lifty stereotype that you hear in every sitcom, <laughs> uh, which I'm like, wow, that's actually really refreshing, which is really uh, and because because uh, they only do it once for comedic deconstruction, uh, but otherwise, yeah, you like, it's actually really funny. And Val Kilmer gets some really good lines. My God, it's like. <laughs> I kind of wish that we would get because really, what what has like the last thing that maybe uh, after this that Val Kilmer's done was maybe a uh, uh, bad bad lieutenant two. I know he's going to be in the new Top Gun, but uh, yeah, it, he's just been doing like crazy weird stuff, like a lot of direct to video stuff. You're you're not wrong. So I want to talk about this scene. Yeah. Because yeah. the fun way they describe people, literally Robert Downey lined up all the extras and then picked out who he wanted to see <laughs> so they could play these descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Well, yeah, it, I like how, yeah, they're adding literally to their own wit.
If you think you swear a lot, wait till you go to this really great place called Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Now the... That's great shit, man. Oh. <laughs> Duh. Small world. Harold the Great. <laughs> Once, of course, it all and, comes back. And I love her for just looking like, fuck. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right? Some asshole. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like every like high school nerd boy right there. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Lord knows I was there a couple of times myself. But uh yeah, also just his speech pattern in this movie. You can feel that he was just warming up for iron man <laughs> although it's it's really great because like this might have this was always like as we talked like this was uh robert Downey jr's foot in the door to go on a path to really making a comeback and of course you know the one that really like made it sink in forever was not just iron man but also tropic thunder oh yeah yeah, because people forget, like, Tropic Thunder, he was nominated for an Oscar for that movie that year. His Best Supporting Actor. like, uh, And he was in blackface. I still want... It's I, weird. I still want to see The Devil's Alley. Oh, yeah, right. Satan's Alley. <laughs> Sorry, Satan's Alley. Yeah, yeah right? with Tobey Maguire. I want to see that, too. Like, yes. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe that can be another... Shane Black can do that. And it can be like, or better yet, <laughs> can we have that come back in a Marvel movie? Because Tobey oh, Maguire is going to be showing up. Remember, Tobey Maguire is going to be showing up for No Way no, Home. No, no, no. Uh, Marvel would never go for something like that. <laughs> no, it's just got to be in the background. Uh, like, if there's a character in a movie theater, just have it in the background for like a bit, little bit. You, you just figured out the season, the next season of What If. Oh my god! <laughs> yes! 
Oh my god, are you listening, Marvel? Do this. Like, you've got Tobey Maguire, you've got Robert Downey Jr. Make Satan's Alley happen. And you know what? Because this is totally up Shane Black's alley, have him do it. And you know what? Get Ben Ben Stiller to get in that, on that, too. Wait, so you're telling me you want a Shane Black buddy religious gay romance? I don't know how that would work. Well, in all fairness, I mean, Paul Verhoeven just uh, did Bendetta. And he's done, done like, all our favorite, you know, sci-fi, hardcore science fiction. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, when, was, you, when you got too drunk and you laid the wrong one. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. My fault. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, but, you know, if uh, Paul Verhoeven can do Bendetta about, you know, lesbian nun sexual awakening after doing Starship Troopers, RoboCop, and Total Recall, then why can't Shane Black do that? I ask you. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, my God. I, all I, it's, again, in the speech pattern that he's going, like, man, I am really thinking back, especially to that first Iron Man movie, you know? Because you know, he tended to, like, you know, because he'd been doing it for, like, what, 10 years? Uh, <laughs> if you notice, towards the end, his uh, performance as uh, Tony Stark really kind of is played down with that manic energy sort of thing. I guess it's him wanting to, you know, have the character grow up a little bit. But uh, at the same time, yeah, it's the early films where I can really just, I, I just can't, like, separate... Uh, Tony Stark's speech pattern from it. I love that this moment right here with the cigarette. Oh, where he lights the cigarette. Yeah. Because that that is so, like, classic 50s, like, detective movie kind of stuff. It just, it he, plays so well. Yep. And, and that, the only thing that's... Oh, yeah. The, cards the are card. chapter titles. Yep. Oh. Good shit, man. But, yeah, he is just literally a fedora short of being... You know, a true hard-boiled detective. <laughs> That's not going to come back later, is it? Oh. <laughs> now this is genius. <laughs> You know, any other case that would be uh, horrible, but considering how, it, because the character oh. is gay, and <laughs> well, Val and Kilmer so, plays well, it so well, right? He it's leads fucking into brilliant. it so perfectly. Like yes, the the yes. way it's like not necessarily Val Kilmer, but like the character leans yes. into yes, like the that persona of himself. So it plays yes, yes, and it's also kind of the whole thing of like. If you have humor about it yourself, like, it then becomes your armor. Nobody else can, like, denigrate you with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really love, uh... Oh, <laughs> wasn't there, like, a weird story about the, uh, the reindeer here? Well, I don't know about a weird story, but between every take, like, Robert and I do just be like, What's up with this reindeer? What are they doing? Like, we just keep calling them out. And it just made everyone else on the set laugh. So, like, every time there'd be a cut, he'd just start 
feet like, what the hell? Right here. <laughs> what are you doing here? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, apparently the actual, if you guys have the DVD or Blu-ray, uh, apparently the actual commentary for this movie oh, is yeah. fucking fire. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you, if you find ours a little bit too boring or on the nose or whatever, uh, yeah, pop in the DVD and listen to their commentary because I'm told it's like way better than it has any right to be. Yeah, I mean it's well. First off, Robert Downey Jr. just riffing is usually a good time. Oh, always. But at throw in Val Kilmer, like at the, you know, at the the, the when he was at his final made his last final great peak. Oh, this is fucking great. This is I love this subversion so much. Because, again, we've seen this in a movie thousands of times. You know, just the car going over the egg, it's going under, and you hear the, uh, the the body in the trunk and whatnot. But this is brilliant. Although I kind of wish, and I because I get what, you know, Shane Black is doing here, like, you know, adding suspense and that sort of thing, for, and showing it only from uh, Harry's point of view. But I kind of wish we had cut down to the point with Perry as he shot the... Uh, the trunk open and got the girl out i kind of wish we saw that just so we can see him shoot the uh, the, the lock up to get the trunk open yeah but i mean i i while that would have been a cool shot that level of murkiness at night like there's no justification for it that's actually a good point on location that'd be really hard although uh what i what i really oh that's gonna come back later but uh what i think is really really funny is is uh again it's really playing with your expectations and doing a re a quote quote unquote realistic depiction of violence in that it's messy and unpredictable and chaotic oops <laughs> like Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> and then of course he does the dumbest thing possible. You what? <laughs> you are so bad at crime, Robert Downey Jr. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> Punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great insult. Really <laughs> Love it. But it's so true, though, because, like, you know, if he, I love that he accidentally shoots the victim. Although I kind of want Mythbusters to get on in on that myth. Like, if first off, because I've I've seen them test un underwater bullet ballistics before, but I wonder, can you use a gun to shoot open? the back of a, a, a trunk, the lock off a trunk, and can the power after going through the metal and the water still hit a victim and kill her? I think, well, I don't, kill her, no, but uh, penetrate, it depends where the head was in relation to the where the lock was. Yeah. 
I mean, at this point, as long as like the the, the headshot is like a million to one shot, but uh, I'll go with it considering the movie and just how fucking weird it gets, and because it's really fun. Again. <laughs> but uh, I really want to know if they can do that. You hear you hear that, Adam Savage and Jamie? Just, like, come back for a new season and try that out. <laughs> just not having it. Shit just got real. It's okay. I lost my parents. And then I hallucinated <laughs> by a giant bat and a big red journal book for some reason. There was a whole music video. Check it out. It's on YouTube. <laughs> Actually, I should link to that one. because Have you seen the, uh, the Batman Forever music video with the giant bat? Oh gosh, <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. I'll I'll put that in. Y'all can check that out in the description below. I'll link it to you. <laughs> you know, when they mentioned the uh, the commercial, I was like. If they don't show it, then Shane Black is doing is uh, doing this movie wrong. And this is a great cameo. That bear, that <laughs> voice, fuck? that voice is Lawrence Fishburne. Mar Morpheus. <laughs> you know what? I as I, I just now thinking about it, I bet that was like a producer favor from Joel Silver. He's <laughs> like, you know. Off of the, uh, the, the the Matrix trilogy, like, hey, man, you want to do this, like, weird cameo thing? It'll be, a, like, a day thing. We'll pay in. And Lawrence is like, well, why not? I, I got nothing going on today. Right. Goes in. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm pretty sure that was, like, Joel Silver pulling his Matrix connections. You're not dead? I'm not dead. Think I'll go for a walk. I feel happy. I feel <laughs> happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Case of mistaken identity. That's never happened in one of these hard-boiled pulp novels. actually curious did um, um michelle monaghan monaghan uh, ever get like put into the uh, the mcu at any point because you know i've been not I, uh, watching that her i'm aware of yeah because watching her i'm like wow she has actually really a really good actress and why haven't i seen her in other stuff 
And as a matter of fact, I was trying to like, she, I'm like, you're really familiar, and I was wondering where she was. Well, where she, else she she's was in. been in a lot of things, but like, well, I know because looking back, I'm like, oh, that's right, she was in the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, like she plays Tom Cruise's like you know wife. Yeah, uh, and wife in there. But yeah, she's she's been in a lot of stuff, but like it just doesn't ever seem to be like super high level. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is kind of a shame because she needs to get into yeah. bigger stuff like this. Oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of strange. Like I was in in looking back. Because uh, I'm thinking, uh, oh, what was her name? Who was uh, in Iron Man three? Uh, you know the 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 gal that uh, Tony hits up like way back in the nineties. Um, God, what was her? Uh, Rebecca Hall. That's right. Um, mm. I'm actually kind of surprised uh, she didn't take Rebecca Hall's uh, uh, role for that movie. Because that would have been like a really cool little you know kiss kiss bang bang reunion right there. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> you really gotta love how it's like the uh the, you know again the deconstruction of the uh um you know the damsel in distress in these sort of novels right <laughs> but i also really love how like because unfortunately literally every dude has been in this situation but there's an actual spider, like where they make the excuse, "Oh, I just uh, saw a spider, or I saw a fly," and it's really super gross. But here, because oh, it's actually, oh. ah, god damn it! <laughs> As someone who doesn't like spiders, that's just like, oh. Uh, but I thought it was really funny that they do this, this like setup that we've seen a million times. But the dude is actually honest for a right? change. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's like no that's not okay <sighs> oh son of a bitch there was <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, the wit and charm this guy brings to the table. It, I, I like that it's bumbling. It's yes, perfect. Yes, yes. But it's like suave bumbling. It's like it's bumbling, but not like bumbling awkward. No, 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 no. Well, it, it is awkward. It is awkward. awkward. Yeah, exactly. It's not like the awkward of like, oh, God, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, no! 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 Oh shit. <laughs> no. Oh, 
and then you know Warner Brothers saw that like, hey, we need to put that in another comedy. And then <laughs> the hangover. That's when the hangover happened. Yeah. <laughs> also, I accidentally peed on it. I'm sorry. It wasn't my fault. I did. I didn't do it for kicks. <laughs> Find the gun. <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'd like this this movie is so well written and well done it's right it's, really it's a fun it, it, it's a real whirlwind that you only see in like you know uh crazy hard-boiled detective movies from like the 50s i i I do love the fact that, uh, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm trying to like gain, gain thoughts. It's hard because this is such a whirlwind of thoughts. Right. Um, sorry. I, I love the fact that they, it's, oh, I'm trying to like just how, how they structure it. Like, Oh yeah. 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 Cause it's, it's really like, man, like, it could, because they're trying to keep this uh, sense of realism in term and you know like trying to subvert certain tropes with uh, more realistic outcomes yeah uh, and for comedy comedic effect it really like messes with the structure because in real life this stuff could wrap up in like a few hours yeah so they got to keep figuring out how to you know do these uh, hilariously convoluted ways to keep the plot going and of course to make it uh, you know just as fun to watch. <laughs> why 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 i mean i know why but why oh uh, this isn't this isn't new york where you can just have body shaped you know bundles fall off a building this is clearly, LA. clearly you have not been to la enough actually you know what it's i, I can imagine a lot of people will be like must be a film <laughs> like looking out their window and just like must be for a film. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and again, now, doing uh, that... Yeah. Apparently, Val Kilmer said he thought of... I think it was Kevin Bacon during this scene because I mean, he needed gonna, to be able to get into it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, again, if you're going to be thinking about a dude while you're making out with another dude and you wanted to really get into it, Kevin Bacon would probably come to mind. Also, Keanu Reeves, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I really love it how it's like you know taking that the hard boiled detective to co cover for the cops. You need to kiss me, but now it's a big. <laughs> 
I love how they're playing with that joke. And also, didn't they kind of do that same uh, that joke with uh, Val Kilmer in the movie The Saint? I think so. It's been a while since I've seen it. But <laughs> you also got to love the uh, uh, the shot d design where it's like him putting the body in the trunk while they're arguing <laughs> in the background. Good shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want no. I actually demand an explanation. I really want to know right. how you explained that. I think uh, Shane Black literally just wrote himself into a corner, and he's like, "I did yep. it. Don't ask why." Right? It's a fucking movie. We're moving on. Shut up. Suspend your disbelief. Go on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and again, this one kind of goes back to that cigarette shot with the uh, the telephoto lens, the the deep focused at night, and th that sort of thing, where you know Robert's just popping out of the background. Because yeah. again, he's he literally that. Like, if you put that in black and white, put a fedora on him, and made it a period piece in the 1940s, boom! There's your hard boiled detective story right there. Ooh. Also, if he's only been in L.A. for like three days at this point, good God, what a weekend. Right? <laughs> Am I right? Like, he was just uh, expecting to boost some Xboxes and some toys. Now he's running around with dead bodies and and ho Hollywood movie stars and, you know, uh, tales of corruption and, and, and weird uh, high school romances. And of course, there's got to be blood all over the uh, the, the newspapers because film noir. Yep. Some things you really just can't leave out. <laughs> <laughs> and some things you can. <laughs> actually i just realized was this uh okay yeah this was well after chaplin chaplin was kind of the beginning of the end for uh, oh yeah Ro robert downey yeah Someone needs to call Sean Spencer to get on this case. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and his good buddy, Gus. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't, maybe we need you know, I'm not telling the truth. I, I know. You know. <laughs> maybe we need LeBlanc. <laughs> what? Well, get them all on here. You know, it'll be like, it'll be like those uh, uh, those pictures of the the mystery machine, Ecto One, and the supernatural car all parked up against like a like <laughs> right. a shoddy looking gas station and it's like shit's about to go fucking up
Whoops. <laughs> what? Boy, you really gotta love how small a town L.A. is in these kind of stories, am I right? I'm actually kind of surprised <laughs> it wasn't... Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that, you know, his character just didn't, like, take, like, a double take, and he's like, man, how the hell does everybody know everybody? Does everybody know everybody in this town? Right. <laughs> I, I love this moment where the reality of Hollywood gets dumped on him. Yeah. <laughs> anymore <Wait> for it <laughs> he's like you took a swung at me and that's it don't fuck with batman son <clears throat> you may be iron man but you don't have your suit i don't need my motherfucking batman suit to push you <laughs> like to bitch slap you <laughs> yeah for real it's it, i think it is time to leave town <laughs> God, this script is so good. I Val Kilmer really plays an excellent bagman. Yeah, for real. It's like, man, why haven't you gotten you know more work since this? And not just like direct a video bunch of stuff where you're you know like going back to Wyatt Earp and things like that. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised no one's like thought of uh, putting him in like a Marvel movie or anything like that because you know as and I'm not just saying that is like oh everyone needs to work for Marvel. It's, I'm just saying at this point pretty much everyone works for Marvel now. <laughs> <laughs> like they've gotten so fucking big. It's like oh, who hasn't yeah. been in it? <laughs> you know again I, I anytime he's doing this like you know charming awkward banter with women in this movie all i can just i weirdly only see gwyneth paltrow on the other end although i really shouldn't be saying that too fondly because you know goop lab <laughs> oh shit <laughs> and, nope. Uh, it, it's great. It, it's uh, oh, it's so well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say that the, uh, the driver of the taxi he's taking right now ha has like lots of questions, but then again. It's just, uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. 
always heard of plot points, you know, trying to keep at, uh, p the audience on their toes and whatnot. But in this case, oh! keep keep oh! them on your finger. In in this case, a beat like this is literally like keeping the audience on their fingers. <laughs> Oof. Ow! Ow! <laughs> I love how he's starting to slur. <laughs> I I, I can tell that uh, Robert it was like Shane. I really want this done in one take, and I want to get progressively more stoned as the shot goes on, and it works, doesn't it? I love the fact that like he is showing up underdressed, high as hell, and it's yeah. It's, you're not sure. Well, but yeah. It, well, it's also yeah. Hollywood, so you have to imagine somebody's probably just like, this guy's probably loaded. No, actually, when I watched this for the first time, I was looking at this, and I'm like, huh, uh, high or just L.A.? And then, right. the dude does the, and then the dude does the cock-sucking motion. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, this is definitely just L.A. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I was like, oh, man, is he just really stoned or? Yeah, but no, no. And although I will say this, uh, this has got to be the most interestingly weird non-Tim Burton Christmas party I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and honest, and honestly, I, I really want to know what the context of this is going on. I'm like, I, I know this is supposed to be like a play on like, you know, pretentious art shows in, in L.A., but... Uh, what, what, what are we getting at here, Sean? What, 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 can you tell me what's going on in here? Because I feel like, you know, I know you've been in, like, the, the weird club scenes a little bit more than I have. But what, what's going on in here? Is this supposed to, you know, show that, you know, we're, we can all be weird together, one in harmony for Christmas or something? I don't know. I um, can't see anything. <laughs> so as far as this is related to um, art – and extravagance kind of meld in very odd ways. And I think uh, you're going to find that nowhere, find that nowhere more than LA. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that right there, that moment was an LA mo or an Edgar Wright moment <laughs> where the, you know, he dodges the shot glass. <laughs> that was, that felt like it was directed by Edgar Wright. Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. Lord of the Cock Rings. Right. Uh, all right. Now, every, because we had a raising your hand moment earlier, uh, everybody raise your hand if you want to see that porn parody. Hi. <laughs> Hi yeah. I, I, Lord of the Cock Rings, like, is a, is a, especially if they go the actual nine yards and make it a nine-hour porn parody, where instead of walking, they're just fucking. <laughs> Although I feel like uh, that's also going to be a uh, uh, the all dude gay porn parody, because <laughs> you know, let's be honest, like the the the, the, uh, the Tolkien books are kind of sausage fests at the end of the day. 
Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I it just hit me. Uh, I think the reason why Shane Black had this backdrop of this weird fuck fest of a Christmas party, this weird art fuck fest of a Christmas party in the background, is I suspect this is the Christmas because as we mentioned before, he used his mansion for the opening scene. He throws parties like that all the time. I imagine this is the Christmas party he always wanted to throw but could never make happen. So he's uh, like, fuck it, I'm going to write it no, into the script. I have a feeling if he wanted to make one of these Christmas parties happen, he totally could. <laughs> and immediately we're like, oh, we know who these guys are. They're the dude in the masks. And it takes him like another two minutes. <laughs> Although I do like this whole, I do really like this whole Beavis and Butthead sort of thing going on here. <laughs> ah! I think he hit his hand. <laughs> These two fucking idiots. <laughs> Rollicking. Ow! In all fairness, straight people are fucking boring. Ow! That's okay. I, re I really hate their pizza anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had LA pizza? It's not that. It's not that great. I mean, like everywhere, it depends where you go. I mean, I'm uh, you, you got to uh, see oh, like LA. I guarantee you, someone does pizza well there. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, of course, it's like a big city. I'm just talking about like LA style pizza why is there an la style that's unnecessary i know we right? have new york it's... we have chicago leave it alone exactly and maybe like the original italian you know well yeah they, but they, i mean we're talking we're, we're we're talking america here come on yes please don't follow them take him to the hospital <laughs> save the finger <laughs> no don't do it <laughs> Uh, it's never that easy. No. Nope. You, you nope. know, again, you guys need to watch more Simpsons because you remember that one episode where uh, uh, Homer chopped his finger off and they put it in a pickle yeah. jar? <laughs> yeah. And he ran around. They're, they're, they're forgetting right now, though, the number one rule. I mean, they should know for the What's MacArthur that? Park is frightening in the dark. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Yes, I, that deserves a boo, but come on. I couldn't not make the joke. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Oh, hey, check it out. It's uh, uh, Ramona Flowers. <laughs> oh. 
Ramona Flowers about to be taken out by hot Mrs. Claus. Oh, shit. Perry, why are you following that close? Look out! Batman, look out! <laughs> oh, shit. Take, take him out! <laughs> Cockshot! Nice! Gotta have that femme fatale moment. Am I right? Yeah, but you know what? What, what for me would have made it better? Yeah. Let it happen, baby. Boom. And she just shoots him. <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, there's a woman in a scantily clad Santa outfit waving a gun in LA. No one's going to no, question yeah, it. <laughs> again, nope. Nope. Seriously. For real. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that's one way to get his attention. And again, a really fun subversion, but it's also so fucking true. Wait for it. Before I can take him out. <laughs> the fucking nacho truck, of course, is yep. the one that takes him out because so many goddamn guns in America. Everyone's packing, especially yeah. in MacArthur Park at night in L.A. It does kind of all track. Yeah, and now this is also really good, uh, good writing where they just where she just leaves the door open with the keys in the ignition. Of course, yeah. that's the first car she takes. Please. He's like, no, please, I'm gay. <laughs> I actually love, if you watch that shot, it's like actually really funny. Because you can tell she's like, he's like, no, please, no, I'm, I'm gay, please. It's really subtle, but I really love how, <laughs> the restraint there. Oh my gosh, this is. <laughs> See, now this is the point in the movie where you're expecting for, you know, Robert Downey Jr. to you know, like, you know, fucking catch her in the shower and whatnot. But it's cool that we don't go there, because I totally thought that's where we were going to go. Yeah, it, it, this this movie goes a lot of... Familiar routes, but then takes the really cool, unexpected turns. Yeah, and the fact exactly. It, and the, But the fact is that it takes it, uh, those twists and turns based on realistic well, expectations versus the fantastic ones. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. What is it? What you seeing? Christmas song is played. We have a Christmas song played. Oh yeah. Well, I also realized there was totally some like offbeat, <laughs> like Christmas jazz music at the party at the very beginning. Uh. <laughs> so I guess we can count those two. So I'm not yeah. saying it's a Christmas movie. I'm just saying we're a little closer. <laughs> but hey, yeah. If you want to like ask, is it Christmas? Well, there's there's your answer. Uh, answer in the comments below whether or not you think this is a Christmas movie. Also, I want to know if you guys are actually watching this movie around this time of year because holy shit this movie's super goes like in every different direction 
Yeah, for real. This feels like a moment that was written by Billy Wilder, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, probably not a great idea to put your fingerprints. It, no, no <laughs> don't don't do that. Uh, although, of course, I find it funny that it's the finger that comes off later. Right. That's actually kind of, again, really fucking funny. And only I think Billy Wilder would have been smart enough to do something like that. You know, just to have like these unexpected turns also not just be random, but they actually have payoff and are tightly interwoven into the story <laughs> yeah and I've got your gun not so tough now huh yeah you kind of put him through it that day so sorry but <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the, I'm sorry, but the gnome table, that's weirdly the best prop you could have put had for that. Yeah, it does work. You killed Ramona Flowers. I love Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> this is some bullshit. I was waiting for a sequel, and now it's never going to come. I guess I'll just recast. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, God. And just to make your day even shittier, even fucking shittier, this happens. Oh. Are you... No! Bad dog! Bad! Are you kidding? No! No! <laughs> Oof. damn man see that it, you know it's moments like this where you can really see robert downey jr sh uh, show that he's got his magical uh range back oh yeah Hey, guess what? I wonder if that's going to happen right? in this movie. 
And I'm glad that they don't go, like, overly, like, you know, uh, like, constantly turning to the audience for that sort of thing. They kind of keep, they know how to keep the that kind of banter casual. And plus, in L.A., that kind of banter is totally, totally natural, I assure you. <laughs> like, you go to any cafe, any fucking cafe at any given day in L.A., I guarantee you at least one person is going to be talking movies, plays, or scripts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd still want answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you probably get it should all like skip town for a while, like a long while. <laughs> Work your shit out and fuck already. <laughs> I'm a B and E artist. What do you want? <laughs> Great audio cue there. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, I remember watching this for the first time a couple days ago. I was like, uh, note to self, download soundtrack later. Because there's nothing I love more than a good, you know, jazz-soaked film noir soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, hey, it works. Oh, for <laughs> sure, dude. That's why it's, that's why it's standard. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I'm also a little bit uh, 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 biased because one of my favorite just sounds in general is the saxophone. Like it just, it just, uh, it, it, anytime it's it's played, it's uh, the equivalent of a, 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 a golden Labrador getting his tummy rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, they, they did a whole bunch of stealing. Yeah. <laughs> Stole it all. Oh boy! Here, yeah, here, of course. In any film noir, we got to show the goods. <laughs> and his reaction is just fucking brilliant. Although, interesting how this comes back. Hmm. <laughs> 
That's not restful. <laughs> That's not sleepy. Excuse me. You know, it's actually interesting because, like, throughout most of this movie, and personally, it's in my head canon, mm-hmm. but it, 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 I don't think it's, you know, what, you know, the uh, Robert and Shane had in mind, but uh, I'd like to think that Harry... Robert Downey Jr.'s character is, in fact, a closeted gay, even to himself. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't think there's enough or with at the least, character that I would... Or at l- very least, uh, he's he's bi. At least. Because I, I feel like there's like this weird sexual conflict deep within himself that even his character doesn't know about or acknowledge. You know, because like, I guess it's just the way he constantly reacts to her. Because you know, she treats this uh, uh, her his you know high school sweetheart as if she's like her his sister at, t- well, uh, at times. I, Not well, all I, the time, but at times. Well, I think part of the issue is is that I think he has a higher respect and regard for her than maybe she shows for herself, and so he wants her to reciprocate that high self regard. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's so much him being sexually confused as him being like, "Damn it, know your self worth." Well, I also feel like uh, at the very end, when you know he and Val Kilmer are now working together, they're like, "Hey, we're partners now." I o- <laughs> and the way that their chemistry is at that last bit just hints to me that are they like kind of just like. So, sort of but not really <laughs> mandating i don't know but i'd like to think that there's this weird by conflict going on even unaware to him again i don't think that was ever the intention but that's my weird head I, I love course, this scene yeah because every guy has been in some weird situation like this it's like you crossed the line you lied to me about it i found out about it later I don't give a shit what's going on. Like, fuck off. And, <laughs> and it's usually a mistake to do that, but every guy has had that emotional moment. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, although, I had never really had that one there, because I just, like, I, I really didn't give a shit. <laughs> Point is, it's <laughs> here and the now. Well, it's, it's like, it's in the here and the now, and people change, and past let the past be the past and whatnot. That's just by my attitude and whatnot. Well, but. no, I mean, you're, you're completely right, but I don't think a lot of men learn oh that no no no! but that's totally until, a thing you're absolutely right yeah. yeah i don't think we learn that till at least late 20s and early 20s we make dumb moves <laughs> yes yes absolutely or in death and definitely like late teens like uh, 18 19 like totally and definitely fucking 17 jesus christ 17 year olds are fucking idiots me included um but uh yeah but yeah i, I always like to think in my head canon that in there's a very, very subtle, uh, subconscious, even to him, sexual like conflict going on. But again, my head cannon only. If you want, and, and if you are listening, 
think I'm <laughs> totally full of shit, by all means, say so. I would love to hear your thoughts about that. <laughs> yeah stuff and things and other crap oh my god ha <laughs> <laughs> Times Square audiences, do they like? Uh, uh, is he talking about Broadway or is he talking about like the actual Times Square screens? Because uh, they actually do not show. <laughs> do they show movies on those big TVs out there? I don't think so. Like that would be the worst. One of the worst ways to watch a movie. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I totally forgot. We, uh, we had to make a pit stop and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Please don't kiss me again. <laughs> no, well, duh, what do you think this whole thing is based on? <laughs> Movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I also love how they have to acknowledge the, the nose bump. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> Ow. Actually, I do like the idea of... I kind of wish there was, like, one more beat. Literally. Like, he's, like uh, Val Kilmer says one more witty thing, and then Robert Downey Jr. gets hit again. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Ta-da! <laughs> Ma! 
motherfucker. <laughs> I was I just really like that. It's like, God damn it. Like mo motion he does. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> This is totally good cop bad. Well, actually it's it is it's bad cop and bigger fucking idiot. <laughs> Dude, shut the fuck up. I love how he's got all this shit figured out. He really is the greatest detective. They got Batman. They wanted the greatest detective for this movie, so they got a Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Fucking hell, shit. <laughs> Only in L.A. would you have this kind of banter with a gun to your head. It's very true. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut the hell up. And now he's going to do uh, uh, L.A. Confidential, yep. which you should never do. roulette you're gonna get shot all right like oh my god you guys are fucking stupid and he's literally doing the math <laughs> stop multiplying Wow. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but seriously? Also, if you're ever going to do that... <laughs> seriously, if, if, if you were ever going to do that, you got to... Like, before you pull the trigger, at least look where the, bu the bullet you put in. Because in yeah. a revolver, you can see that shit. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. That's an actress sticking on her feet right there. Yup. <laughs> oh. Ah! 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 Ow. 
No. So apparently, please. originally in this scene, they used duct tape and it just didn't look right, so they had to run out and get manacles. Oh, God. Good God. Uh... Yeah, I, even just clamping them on is just like, ow. Apparently, to get the reactions right in this movie, there was uh, somebody, like, kneeling down behind him, jabbing him in the kidneys. <laughs> With, like, a broom pole or something? Uh, something, yeah. <laughs> ah, and, hey, look, we've got our torture scene. Well done. Well done, boys. I am ready for my 16 murders. <laughs> <laughs> right. But unfortunately we don't get we don't quite get there. I know. <laughs> we get we get we get about 5. So we get at least a third of the way there. So it's cool. <laughs> this is the fucking squirt gun with the water. Now this is hilarious. Perry, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 no, this is just fucking genius. <laughs> Stop, please shut up, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> rude but okay <laughs> i love are you okay not really no no <laughs> he just had a battery a battery pack strapped to his balls okay now there's a huge thing that i was wondering while i was watching this how the fuck does uh, look because i get in hearses they have like a locking mechanism for the casket yes. and whatnot but is there such a, a locking mechanism in there for, for that? I, I would imagine, particularly if it's a van designed for transporting people, which do exist. Okay, because like, cause for a second I thought that should have, as soon as she like reared around the corner, that corpse would have been flying out the back. Oh, yeah. And hey, isn't it weird that this exact same setup was kind of... Uh, in uh, one of the bad boys movies where the corpses started falling out of the back of the tr of the oh, uh, the van. oh yeah yeah i forgot about isn't that isn't that weird that there's like an exact same thing but of course this one's done way better and in far better taste because you know shane, <laughs> shane black ain't no michael bay good god Ooh, damn that 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 little bit right there, I'm pretty sure that's where a good chunk of the budget went, besides the the stars. Yeah, probably. Because that was an earnest... God damn, man. I could, uh, those are some hardcore stunts, actually. Whoop, 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 whoop. And broken leg. Broken. Goodbye. You're out of the game. Done. Honestly, probably only broken because of the heels she was wearing. Yeah. Oh! Shit. 
Street? <laughs> That's so straight out of, like, you know, one of the old uh, detective film movies right there. Oh, shit. See, when I first watched this, I thought this was kind of ingenious. Like, and then the blood comes out. Oh. And that just tells you everything that he's like, oh, he did. But then in this shot, I was like, hang on, Shane Black. Excuse me. Why do you have Val Kilmer in the foreground with Robert in the background? Like, I know he's out of focus and everything. Right. But if you look at Val Kilmer's body, like, really closely, and I'm, it's coming up in a moment. Yeah, you can see him breathing. You notice that? Yes, but that's Val good. Kilmer is still, Val Kilmer is breathing. And, I, and now... But he is! Well, no, no, no. My, my point is, when I first watched this, visually speaking, when the blood comes out of his mouth, I'm like, dead. Dead. But I'm like, hey, he's still breathing. And I took that as a... Uh, as mistake. a mistake. Yeah, a movie mistake. But in actuality, that does come back later because alive because movie yay so like watching it a second time i'm like oh my god you fucking brilliant you're fucking brilliant <laughs> at first i thought you were just making a really classic you know sophomore uh, uh you know high school movie mistake but in fact you do know what you're doing you're brilliant again shane black Oh, shit, coming around on the grassy knoll. Incoming! Whoop! Ow. Oh, God. How are you holding on? Because movie, that's why, right? More than any movies like this, more than any other, require to have movie bullshit to hold shit together. Oh yeah, it's the glue. I mean, it's ridiculous movie bullshit, but it's fun. Oh yeah, especially this shit right here. Catch, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a, a one-liner for your villain. Good hit, and whoop. Oh. Now this shit was cool. The stunt work. Pop, pop, boom. Nice. That's something I would have expected out of a John Wick movie, honestly. <laughs> like, you see how just, like, slick that was? Good shit. <laughs> the only thing missing in this sh the, the only thing missing in that wide shot was the uh the 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 flashing lights of the sirens coming around the corner yeah yep that would have played well yep yes it would have because honestly i think the oh, he kind of missed out on oh come on well no no but it works because it went through perry yeah but then it's like oh it didn't stop the bullet <laughs> he's like eh it's okay like it's it's just a flesh wound tis but a scratch <laughs> <laughs> the 
But yeah, I, can't, I think that last scene would have benefited from, you know, the red and blue flashes of the uh, the cop cars in the background. A little bit, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel, yeah. I think they blew their budget on that uh, that car wreck, though. Hey, I mean, this movie is fantastic for a $15 million movie. I mean, oh, absolutely. On. Like, if, But if they had, I bet you, like, Shane Black is just kicking himself. Like, if I just had one extra mil, we could have made that shot happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love this <laughs> Abraham Lincoln for no reason <laughs> Elvis the king oh my god that's fucking great <laughs> Boy, you gotta love those plot twists that were weren't what you expected, but also somehow neatly plot everything together. Someone's been reading some Ag Agatha Christie. Oof. Heavy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Beat me in the oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh no, this is great. <laughs> See, he's kind of enabling him, so I feel like eh, there's a little bit of a buy thing kind of sort of going, but not really. Again, I think I'm just reading in too much and I'm full of shit, but damn it, that's my headcanon and I'm going with it. And of course, we got to have our nice little epilogue. I don't know why, but the the uh, the cane and the uh, the long coat is just a really slick uh, slick presence for him. Ooh. 
<laughs> you buried her 20 years ago. I'm Batman. <laughs> Just once, you know. Ooh. Can, can uh, you know, I really kind of wi wish this was, because uh, I know this was before Iron Man, but just once I would love to hear, uh, just see like an Instagram post on Robert Downey Jr. meeting up with Val Kilmer again for after so many years, and they're just going to go back and forth with one another. I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. <laughs> The fucking bear again. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that Shane Black, I think it wasn't just the budget or anything, but I love how that bear is uh, intentionally sc scary as fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Right. Right. No, there's a little bit of a thing going on between those two. Like, it, it's not exactly, like, couple or anything, but these two, I feel like these two are definitely, like, mandating one another. Because, seriously, look at that presence. They do a really good job keeping the finger off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh sir clearly you have not been to ohio <laughs> right like uh it, it, we outdo you in quite a bit man well i mean we have nothing else to do here that that's what unfortunately... we, have, we have nothing else but to do but to to get stoned with weed and or meth so yeah <laughs> oh gosh uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, seriously, like all the, uh, what was it, the lower, like the southern, uh, southern eastern part of Ohio, yeah, nothing but meth heads, I assure you. Oh. <laughs> well, that's just because you're starting to get into the foothills of the Appalachia. Yeah, exactly, the weird, crazy mountain people. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man, so, uh, oh, by the way, I just realized, uh, the little girl who played uh, Harmony is a little seven-year-old, you uh -huh. know who that was? I do not. That was Ariel Winter. Okay. Ariel fucking Winter, dude. Like, that was actually our very first role. Like, holy shit. Uh, is that supposed uh, to mean it, something? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, right right now she's turning on, like, to be, like, a really hard, uh, like, a big actress, especially uh, as a voice actress, because uh, you've seen her in Paranorman. Uh, she was Carrie Kelly in Dark Knight Returns, the animated movie. Uh, I know she was in, uh, oh, God, there was a couple others that she was in. I know she's done a ton of voice work on on TV and whatnot, but uh, huh. yeah, apparently she's like was like an up and coming actress, and uh, yeah, this was her very first role ever. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, apparently this movie was like the uh, the beginning of a, a quite a few uh, resurgence and uh, and things like that. So what? Yeah, what well, a milestone. Everyone, everyone has to start somewhere. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so after now, now that I've seen this for a second time. Yeah, I kind of see why some weirdo, you, you know, weirdos would put this on their, you know, Christ, uh, unorthodox Christmas list. But personally, I'm sorry, it's just not quite there for me. I'll watch this yeah. literally any other time of the week, the year. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, this is a super fun movie. It's one of my favorite things to do is to show this to people who have no idea it exists. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and also for, and it also again, like we said, uh, oh hey, look, it's the best boy. Uh, Ron Edmondson. Uh, I guess he really is someone's nephew. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, uh, when you show this to people who haven't heard of it, it's like, yeah, this is totally what landed uh, Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man, and it totally shows. Well, and he, yeah, and he solves mystery crimes with Batman. So what's not to like? Yeah, and I think you know. Um, so this came out like the winter after I graduated college. Or like the fall, so it's like yeah, yeah. my. It's like I was going to see movies, but like somehow this wasn't even on my radar. And mm. that's, I think that's a lot of. It. I think it flew so below radar that a lot oh, yeah. of hey, people. Sure. Yeah, yeah look a at lot that. of the first three yeah. songs are all Christmas movies. So we're, I guess, we are full of shit. That yeah, it is so, totally a bona fide Christmas movie. <laughs> but yeah, so I, so it's there's as I said, like I think a lot of people just it flew under the radar. People missed it, and I mean I'm very fortunate that Santa called me a hoe. Yeah, I need to find that song. I, I get, yeah, I need to get that song. Excuse, <laughs> um, hi. <laughs> yeah, but so I was fortunate enough to have a good friend of mine show me this movie, and I was just I like, damn, how did I miss out? Now I like to pay it forward and introduce others to it so yes absolutely and uh, hopefully we've uh, been able to you know really bask in your nerdiness over this movie and for if you know anyone who hasn't seen it have them watch this and hell maybe when they're done they can watch it with us again uh, right here on this show so uh i don't know if you have anything else to say about this one because i'm kind of out of ideas at this point uh the only uh, thing that i noticed was uh that robert downey jr actually had wrote this last song and because apparently he worked on his very first album while he was making this movie like this was yep. this really was comeback city for him yeah um, well but otherwise yeah great film love it not a christmas movie in my book but i'll definitely watch it any other time of the year because uh, again i've been meaning to watch it for years and years and years and i needed to watch it for this show so i could do the commentary justice finally watched it loved it and now it's probably gonna, i'm gonna probably revisit it like a hundred times yeah i mean i there's not a whole lot more to say than we've already said uh i love this movie but I will also say, I am a big fan of noir type movies and detective type stories and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, and it, it's it's such uh, you know you can say that it's a tried and true genre in Hollywood because sure it is, but it's really not done that much anymore. And considering yeah. there was this heyday of Hollywood where it's like oh you'd be getting at least one a year. Yeah. So when I actually get them and they're good, I cherish that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because you know now it's all about like you know like yo you were gonna get like ten Marvel movies this year and it's like D dude really can we can we get more weird and original movies content like this like can we can it not just be uh, like a flood of IP but whatever well, that's and, 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 and that's just it you know the last kind of one that I really think about was another movie by the same director because I really oh, yeah, like the nice the guys. Nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very different feel to it and certainly would yeah, rub you, some people the wrong way, but, um, 
it, it has that I don't know, he does he does a really good job of creating characters. So even though he has something of a formula, and by that I mean he likes to deal in these kind of buddy situations, but that formula allows for so much latitude because of how you can di make yes. different characters. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, if you really like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, y'all should check out The Nice Guys because it's actually pretty fucking good. I haven't actually sat down and watched it yet, but I'm told it's very, very much in the... I know, right? And Sean's look, giving me the stink eye um, for those of you listening back home. But I, that, again, it's, it's on my list. There's too much fucking shit to watch these <laughs> days. But that's why we're here. We are here to watch this shit together. So I've been Tim. I've been Sean. And you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. Peace. Peace.